Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good wherever you are, and welcome to another episode of The Levicity Show. Yes, that's right. It's no longer a podcast. It's called The Show. But uh, today we got uh, Darwin here. How's uh, your week been? Uh, it's been eventful. <laughs> Very eventful. I was a little bit irresponsible, but, you know, that's another story for another time. I think uh, I think that's important, having uh, irresponsible weeks. A whole week, though? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a, a vacation. It's not a vacation. I'm I'm down for that, but I would like to plan it. It just kind of happened to me, so. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. That, that makes sense. So for today's episode, I have questions. Um, these are questions that I wrote down that I was asked in person that I wanted to answer because a lot of people have questions, so. Freddie, question number one. Oh, hold up. There we go. What is Levicity? <laughs> so Levicity is now a media company. Um, so Levicity actually came from, <laughs> I used to play this game Maple Story. I was addicted. I played Maple Story for years. And one of my characters was Levicity. And so I chose that word and I wanted to create a definition for it. And the definition is the art of doing what's necessary or difficult to succeed regardless of fear, obstruction, or embarrassment. Um, and my goal is to have levicity in the dictionary. I think we all need to live levicity. You know, we got to do difficult things. You know, we got to succeed. That's the point of life. So second question, why is it a show and not a podcast? I actually got this from uh, the video you sent me. Mm -hmm. Um I like that question. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> but it makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a firm. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to EYL, Earn Your Leisure. <clears throat> um, Darwin actually sent me one of their posts where uh, they said language matters. And their show isn't a podcast. It's a media company. And uh, I agree with the post. I think language is very powerful and Levicity is more than just a podcast. It's much more than that. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Where's Daryl? <laughs> um, I think he was kidnapped by his name. Uh, he couldn't make today's show. Um, there's going to be episodes in the future where all three of us may not be there. <clears throat> there may be episodes that's ran by Darwin. There may be episodes ran by Daryl. Um, life, we're busy, you know. Uh, we're all trying to build something. Life gets busy. And so, yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure his girlfriend kidnapped him. So. <laughs> uh, next question. How can I get on the show? <clears throat> so if you go to www.levicity.com, there is a part that says contact us. You go there, you fill out your information. Um, and I will tell you, we're looking for guests who are entrepreneurs, content creators. But if you add value, if, the, if there's something that you want to talk about, feel free, messages, let us know, and uh, we'll hit you up. Of course, you, you got to be in New York. Uh, sorry. Well, we could do virtual. Yeah, I, I like the idea of virtual, but that's yeah, <clears throat> on you. Yeah, we could do virtual too. Yeah. So this is the last question. 
is that your studio? It is not. Uh, shout out to Sportsman Like Conduct Podcast. Um, I actually, I use the app called PeerSpace. PeerSpace is an app where you could rent out places. And <clears throat> it's a place where you can rent out spaces, and this is not my studio. Um, if you, uh, well, you can't see, but in the background, the uh, the genius right there is making sure that everything is good. This is his studio. But yeah, you should check out their podcast, the Sportsman Like Conduct Podcast. Um, I'll link that below. All right, now that the questions are out the way, uh, today we wanted to talk about life lessons, um, things that we live by, um, <clears throat> things that just help us get through life that I think uh, everyone should live by. Um, how many life lessons do you have or life rules? I have uh, four. Two of them are kind of the same. They they are and they aren't, so uh, I'll keep them as four. Yeah. Okay. I have <clears throat> uh, 11. But uh, See, you, you broke my first rule already. <laughs> yeah, it's too much, right? It's, 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 it's too much. What is your first rule? Let, let, let's start with you. Uh, I like... The idea of addition by subtraction. So for me, less is more. And I, for me personally, I find that uh, I kind of want to do everything all at once. And as I've gotten older, I realize that I'm only one person. <laughs> so now I try to just focus on one thing and I double down on that. And that leads to much better results for me. Okay. Yeah, I think that's powerful. Um. It's kind of like why I enjoy being a minimalist. Yes. Um, when you when you have too many options, like you just spend too much time thinking and not enough time acting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely support that. It kind of reminds me of, um, was it Mark Zuckerberg? Who, uh, <laughs> he wears the same thing every day because mm-hmm. it's just one less decision to make. Yeah. And that's what started me wearing all black because I don't want to think about that. So <laughs> the only thing that's color is the sneakers. Everything else is always going to be black. So just just get used to it. I, I haven't gotten to that level yet. I feel like I, I like the vir- variety when it comes to, like, picking your outfit. Mm. But I could understand the simplicity behind it. Yo, it's, yo, like, uh, this shirt is from Cuts. Mm-hmm. So I have, t- <laughs> I have two different tiers of shirts, right? <laughs> so I have, Cuts is when, I, when I'm going out places. Because mm. each shirt was, like, I think, like, 40 bucks. How do you like those shirts? I love them. Because I've seen them, but... I don't know. I don't like the way they look in the ads, so I've never... I highly recommend them. Okay. Um, it's the only black shirts that I wear outside. <laughs> so I have like 15 of these shirts, mm-hmm. and when I'm going out places, I wear. But then I have like black shirts that I bought from Amazon. That's what I wear when I'm going to the gym or I'm in the house. But it's just one less decision to make. So I I love it. And uh, also, too, like even with the podcast, mm-hmm. thinking about it, because when, well, the show, my bad, it's not a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we started, I remember just doing everything. So making sure the recording was good, uh, editing it, um, editing the audio and the video, and it just became a lot. And uh, so I'm at a point now where if someone else can do it so that I could focus on the core of what I need to focus on, I'm all for it. So, amen. So, uh, <laughs> one of my rules is my first rule is don't fly out for leisure if you can't fly private. 
Um, and uh, the reason why I say this is because now, not private, my bad, if you can't fly first class. And the reason why I say that is because now when I book a ticket, now when I book a ticket, I'm flying first class. And just the overall experience, in my opinion, it's worth it. And I'm not saying, so the benefit of flying first class too is that it regulates how often you travel to. I know a lot of people who, you know, they don't care. They fly spirit, whatever. And they go on like five vacations a year. They're always going to Mexico because it's cheap. They got a deal off a of Groupon. But then they complain that they got no money. You know, they're trying to build something, but you're getting a $150 ticket to go stay somewhere. You should always fly first class. You got to treat yourself better. You work hard. Fly first class. <laughs> you know? I, I think... Uh it's one of those things where you don't really realize it until you do it. Yeah. So I, I, I get, I get it. I haven't done it myself, but I could understand because generally when you spend money it the amount of money you spend reflects the quality of whatever it is you're paying for. Yes. And That's my experience at least. And it's true. Quality is king. Like <laughs> I know people who like, they want to get something and they look for the cheapest version of it. And it's like, why? Like if you had to do life or death surgery, <laughs> would you go to the cheapest person? Yo. Or are you going to go to the person who's going to get the results that you want? That, that was a trick question. Yo. You, you know, some people will do it. The cheapest well, one. <laughs> yo. All right. So like your girl's pregnant or you're pregnant. Are you going to go to the cheapest person to give birth? It's <laughs> you pay for the quality. So fly first class. And it does, as I said before, it regulates how often you do those leisure flyouts. Like I was supposed to go to California a couple of weeks ago and I could have bought a ticket for like, I think 300 bucks. I could have went there for a weekend, you know, chilled, whatever. But the first class ticket was like $2,000. So then I had asked myself, I'm like, do I really want to spend $2,000 to go to LA for a weekend? And I decided not to. So I saved me $2,000. You know, it it puts into perspective uh, what's important at what time when it comes down to spending money on trips. But, yeah, fly first class. Just try it once. Just once. So I kind of want to segue into one of my rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this this is two parts, but I'll, I'll only do one part right now. Uh, one of my rules is anything worth doing is worth doing well. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny, the the other side of it is hilarious. But uh, yeah, that's one of my rules. I, f- I feel like if you're going to do something, you might as well enjoy it. And you might as well do it to the best of your ability. <laughs> and it, it ties into my first rule. I guess all my rules are kind of the same. But uh, it ties into my first rule because I found that when I try to do too much, I don't do things well. And then I often end up hating the end result. Mm. So Okay. And I think with that it kind of ties into your role in a weird way. It where... does. And it's funny too, cause that's kind of similar to one of my rules. It's, uh, <clears throat> where is it? It's say no most of the time, because if you're going to do something, do it to the best of your abilities. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I do agree with that a lot. Um, another rule of mine is if you're going to put poison in your body, make sure it's expensive. If you're going to drink alcohol, drink the expensive kind. It's just 
a overall better experience. Like, do you remember when we started drinking? Mm-hmm. Like, we was, like, I, we got the cheapest bottle we could find. Do you remember uh, Sverka? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, <clears throat> I uh, like I couldn't like feel it. <laughs> yeah, like, and it was just you know, like we were young, you yeah. know, we were new to the drinking scene, so it was like whatever we could afford, you know, because we weren't working. Yeah, and we always had money for some reason. Uh, I'm, I'm not even gonna touch that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's that's all you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it. I remember drinking the Bacardi Gold and Savetka, and uh, I remember somebody had me try gin one time, and it's like the the fucking twelve dollar bottle that you could buy. It was horrible. I don't remember that. Like for me, the worst alcohol I've ever had was Svetka. And whenever, like, to me, that's even worse than Hennessy. I, I don't, I can't drink Hennessy. I used to like Hennessy, but not so much anymore. I, I feel like whenever you drink Hennessy, it's like fighting for your life. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I'd feel after, like, the day after Svetka. Okay. But uh, Hennessy, <laughs> the night of, I feel like, I felt like it. It just, it goes, it's like painful going down for me. <laughs> like, I... I just, it belongs in cars to me. That's, that's fuel right there. I will tell you what, though. Hennessy brings out the Jamaican in me. <laughs> so, so that's another reason why uh, I don't drink Hennessy. 31 years with no dependent. Don't want nah. nah. So, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I heard that's a side effect, so I get it. <laughs> um, so one rule of mine is <clears throat> care about how you look. Get some decent clothes. Get a nice watch that's not an Apple watch. Get some decent shoes. Care about your appearance. Um, you don't have to be like pretty boy or pretty girl, but put some effort into how you look because when you're walking around the world, you are your walking resume. People judge you by what they see first. If I walk around here homeless, people aren't going to let me in establishments because they're going to think I'm homeless. And whether we like it or not, we judge books by its cover because it's it's human nature. You know, it's a survival thing. So care about your presentation. You know, kind of a bit of a segue, but I was reading something where they said that about, uh, like, homeless people, when they asked, like, why they didn't just get a job. Mm-hmm. That was part of the issue is that they were homeless. <laughs> so, <laughs> which it's fucked up but it's when you think about it it's like oh shit that makes a lot of sense like if you go in you know you look a certain way obviously if you're homeless you can't have a shower yeah yeah and then i remember part of that study was they interviewed people and i'm trying to remember exactly what it was but it was something about the smell where that was part of the reason they didn't get it okay i don't know I feel like is, I feel like when people see homeless people, they assume that they stink, and it's because like they don't they're homeless. So, what access to a shower do you have? Things like that. It's it's funny that you would assume that, but at the same time, you don't think about that when it's like, oh, go get a job. Yeah, it's kind of a disconnect there. Yeah, I will say too. Uh, there's a lot of homeless people that do care about their hygiene. Um, you know, working on uh, the task force, um, going out on post, there's a lot of times you'd go to those bathrooms and you see them take time to take care of themselves. 
like they'll improvise a shower, things like that. I think uh, people look at like homelessness isn't a mind uh, a mindset. It's just a shitty situation that happened to someone. And just because you're homeless doesn't mean that you don't like showers, you know. But I think people tend to look at homelessness as a mindset as well. Okay. Or a personality. Like a way of life? Yeah. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I think I'm guilty of that. They're pretty dope, too, when you, uh, you talk to them. Yeah, I've never gotten to, like, know a homeless person. I think it's important. Uh, that's one thing that I did enjoy, going out on the streets, is that I would talk to the homeless people there. And some of them are pretty cool. Um, there's some that I've built a relationship with. Um, there's a lot of homeless people who have like uh, mental issues and you know disabilities and things like that. And it was just either no one to take care of them or they just fell in a shitty situation. But there's <laughs> funny story. There's a guy um, we used to call his nickname was Jesus because you know he was a big, tall dude, full beard, you know, kind of like the Jesus beard. And he used to roam uh, Penn and Amtrak a lot, Penn Station and Amtrak in uh, Manhattan. And years later, like he's been, we've known him as, you know, the homeless guy who roams for years, but his family found him. Apparently, uh, he suffered from uh, when Wall Street took a hit Mm -hmm. and he lost everything. He lost his wife. He became homeless. He completely disappeared from his family, you know, had issues. His family found him, and his family got him back, like, you know, got his life back together, helped him. Yeah. And uh, apparently now he's working back in Wall Street. I, I don't think I'd go back to Wall Street after that. I mean, I mean, I, he, I guess it's what he knows, but... Yeah, he learned the lesson, though. I mean, I'm assuming he'd, you know, go back better. You'd think so. <laughs> Fair enough. This is a... Uh, I can't confirm this because I haven't met him, mm-hmm. but this is something that a lot of the coworkers have said because I asked about him. Because, you know, I haven't been on streets in years. So I was like, hey, what happened to this dude? And they all said the same thing. So uh, they ran into him apparently one day commuting. And I was like, oh, shit, Jesus. I have so many questions. Like, did he look better? I would assume so. I, I would assume so. I, I hope so. Cause he, he didn't really look that bad. Okay. Because the, the reason <laughs> I asked that question is because I imagine if you go from one situation to another that – it would be hard. I mean, it would be easy to miss that person, like because you know them a certain way. Oh yeah, that's true. I could see that. So I don't know. I wonder. Um, when I when he was like homeless, he didn't really look that bad. Like he would, yeah, he didn't look that bad. So he looked like he didn't really do drugs or anything. He was just homeless. Homeless. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, it's a situation, as you said. Yeah, you know, situational. So what's another rule that you got? So the flip side of that first rule, anything worth doing is worth doing well. Uh, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. <laughs> oh, explain that. So uh, remember my conversation yesterday with my coach mm-hmm. where I was like, uh, like, so the last podcast I was on, we were talking about how I was, I have an e-commerce business, whatever. I'm having issues with that. So I'm trying something else at the moment. I haven't given up on the e-commerce business, but I figured I could do the two at the same time so this new venture that i'm pursuing uh <laughs> the same coach who taught me about the e-commerce game he told me about this as well and 
I'm trying out the venture. I I made uh, the content that I needed to make, and in my head, I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so that tends to keep me from doing everything that I want to do, especially if it's something new. So in my head, I already had it like, okay, this shit sucks. And I remember I asked you for advice, and I told you I was going to ask him for advice. And when I said that to him, it kind of made me think again about this rule that I have where he was like, of course it sucks. Like, it's the first time you've ever done it. And if if you were able to do it and it was easy to do, then it wouldn't be worth doing. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I try to think about that because of my, like, I've just always been a perfectionist. So I know that sometimes I have to, like, give my pers- myself permission to not be perfect. <laughs> uh, I like that. <clears throat> give yourself permission to not be perfect. I could agree with that. I think when people are doing things, they don't think about it being their first time. <laughs> it's like, nah, this has to be done right. <laughs> and, you know, it. you're right, like... And it's it's funny because I learned a lesson and I, I think I learned it initially where I could have won at a much bigger scale for my first one. But I was like, let me put it at a smaller scale where I did like a, maybe like one fifth of what I wanted to do. But I remember at the end of the conversation, I was just like, I should have just done one, just done one, got it out the way. And then the next time I know like how to make it better. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I think there's also power in like just doing it. Yes, like there's just, a lot of power in that. Just, just fucking do it, and you, you'll figure it out as you go. Yeah, I have a a friend. I, I was telling you about her. She wants to make content, and she's a very shy person. So I told her like, hey, just do it and just make it for yourself. You don't have to release it to anyone. Just, just do it. And then if you don't want to continue, you don't have to. But at least you made the attempt, and you can always improve after you make the attempt. But you can't you can't improve something if you never do it. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely power in that. <laughs> it's like uh, even starting up the show. It was just one day I was like, I want a podcast. Well, show. And so, I just got all the equipment <laughs> and just and just went for it. But I, I remember I told you this. This is where me and you differ. Where, uh, like, sometimes I feel like we're very similar, but mm-hmm. then, they, like, in key places, we're, like, very different. Mm-hmm. And I remember what I said was that uh, I tend to be, no, you tend to be all gas, and I tend to be all brakes. Because, <laughs> like, as long as I've known you, you always just do whatever. You don't really think about it. It's just like, hey, let me just get it out there and I'll figure it out. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's, to be honest, I feel like that's where... Uh, growth comes from is just fucking doing it and reviewing it after you do it though don't just do it to do it but do it and then learn from what you did yeah so i i try to take that from you and but at the same time keep myself as well because i feel like one of my greatest gifts or strengths or whatever you want to call it is that i like to think things through but uh Sometimes I think them through too much. Mm. And I feel like sometimes you don't think them through enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, it'll work itself out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, I feel like just doing stuff helps in the long run, and people don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember 
uh, when I was playing Maple Story, and I used to watch other people play Maple Story on YouTube, and I was like, I want to do that. And so I downloaded the tools, started recording so I could make my own YouTube videos. I learned as I went. The videos were shitty, but I learned as I went. Then time passed. I got older, and I'm like, I want to take music seriously. I was like, fuck it. Bought a mic and everything. Started recording, learned how to edit everything myself. Time passed. I was like, I want to vlog. Got a camera. Started recording and everything. And the benefit to it now is that even if those weren't... um, lifelong things that I would do, I still have those skills. So all of those skills helped me be able to edit videos myself, put together a video myself, edit audio, recording, the whole works. Yeah. And I think you get that from just doing things. Uh, What do they call that? I think there's a phrase for that. It's called hustle luck. Hustle luck. Yeah. Uh, So I think there's like three or four times of luck, three or four types of luck. And that's like the first one where you just do stuff and it puts you in a position to build on that. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So like, uh, uh, what's the quote? Um, Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. So same concept. I I, I like that. I agree with that. It's funny we're talking about that because my next rule was be passionate about something. Oh, I'm getting old. I got to read it up. Be be passionate about something. Um, I'd like to believe everyone has a passion in life. And if you don't have a passion in life, you just haven't done enough stuff. So figure it out. Find something you're passionate about and then get very fucking good at it. And uh, yeah, if if you're sitting there and you're like, there's nothing I'm really passionate about, you just haven't tried anything. Um, You don't you don't know if skydiving becomes your thing until you fucking skydive. You don't know if. Uh, racing cars is your thing until you try to race a car legally and professionally of course <laughs> don't don't fucking speed down the bell parkway <laughs> but yeah there's power in just doing things figuring out what you're passionate about and just doing it and it's okay if you're passionate about it for just two years then you find something else you're passionate about that's fine as long as you're fucking passionate about something and you're getting good at it that's I feel like that's one of the key things to life of at least happiness is finding something you're passionate about and doing it. So to build on that, I don't think it's just about doing it. I think sometimes you just need to be exposed to different things. Mm. Um, sh- shit. So oh, I don't. Can I curse? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. fuck it. I just curse like six times. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No, that was that was the first time I did, so I got a little bit self-conscious. It's <laughs> like, shit, I just cursed. <laughs> but uh, one is like the, the company you keep. So with the the business that I have, where you saw yesterday how we do like weekly meetings and we talk yeah. about like whatever is going on. So now that I'm having issues with this first thing because of the company that I keep, I'm, I'm able to know about the second thing that I'm pursuing now. Mm. Where, whereas a lot of people don't really know about it. Yeah. So I think that's one way is to expose yourself to new people and then to kind of build on that. You don't really have to meet new people per se. That's what things like YouTube is for. Where okay. like anything you could be possibly be interested in is on YouTube. I promise you. YouTube University. Yes. So you can just uh, go in there, just go down the rabbit hole for a day. I promise you, you'll find something that interests you. 
and then you, it's up to you at that point to just kind of pursue it a little bit more. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I definitely agree with that. It's funny you said that, too, because uh, the company you keep was one of my... Uh... You know, I didn't make mine, but it should have. I, I strongly believe in the law of averages. Yeah. So, yeah, I, sh- I should have put that. I'm, I'm going to write that down now. You're the, you're the average of the five closest people to you. So another one. Yeah, that's that's why I had to leave. Uh, you know, the military as a whole. Yo. <laughs> and that's nothing against anyone that's in the military. That's just it. Just wasn't for me. And it, I think I always knew that. I think me and you both always knew that. Yeah. And I re- I never forget. I remember your. Uh, I forget which one of your sisters, but one of them. She was like, she can't see us in it. It was Latanya. Yes, and I. Like, I think back to that all the time now because yeah. she was so right. <laughs> to, to be honest, I'm, uh, I'm in tune with that feeling. I feel like, you know, they always say it's the hump. Um, so for the audience, I've been in for 11 years. I hit 11 years August. And, you know, they say it's the hump. It's when you're trying to figure out whether you want to stay in or not. But I think I've wanted to get out the military since I hit seven years. Oh, you did better. You doing better than me. Yeah. I I was done after the third year. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and I just kept forcing it. I was like, uh, you know, I, oh shit, that should be another rule for me. Uh, <laughs> like, don't force it. <laughs> no, the the rule is, and this, I'm surprised this didn't make my list. Actually, uh, never feel like you have to do anything. <laughs> Amen. Because <laughs> I uh, I think there was a good set of years. I had some stuff going on, and I felt like I had to do it. It's actually. Um, I would want you to tag him in the the uh, with the, the notes. Yeah, uh, I had a life coach like two or three years ago. Thousand dollars, best of thousand dollars I ever spent. I think I've met with him like twice a month. But uh, one of the things that he put into my head was that you don't have to do anything because I I think that's what I presented to him as my argument on like why I'm in the military, and that was just his response like you don't have to do anything, and that has stuck with me ever since. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not going to get into that. I, I'm i at a point where I'm not going to do anything I don't want to. Unless, like, as long as I'm not, like, breaking the law or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I support that. Yeah, I, I, that's important. Oh, look who's calling. I ain't going to give him a shout-out on, on the show. I'll call him back. Ooh. Nah. I'll give him a shout-out. It's wall drop. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you should quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wall drop. If you watch this clip, quit your job. We should all quit. I got to stop telling people that when I meet them. Well, I do think that most people should quit their jobs. I think a lot of people just work because they need the money, but they're miserable. I think that goes back to your rule where you just need to be exposed to things sometimes. So I don't see any harm in that. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it. If not, they're not. But... As long as you put the, I feel like you always got to say what you believe and let people make the decision from that point. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story. Uh, so I actually got one person to quit. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I got one person to ETS. <laughs> and it's funny. Oh, well, you, you tell your story first. So, uh, but this was a while back. Um, so I was talking to this girl. Um, we were on and off. Um, but she had... Uh, gotten a job as a correctional officer. <laughs> okay, I, I know who it is. 
And uh, I, I, you know, I was with her every day. So I got to see when she started the academy, you know, how excited you are. You're starting a new job. You know, you think about the 20 years. But then when she finally started working, I saw the transition from like this happy, uh, you know, this happy girl to like, fuck the world, fuck this place. You know, she was always miserable. And like it got to a point where she just looked like she was depressed all the time. And like she didn't want to go to work. And like, you know, she'd have good days. She'd have bad days. But then one day I was just like, you should just quit. Like you're, you're miserable. And uh, sure enough, she eventually did quit. It sucks because we uh, we had a falling out right after she quit. So, <laughs> so it was kind of like I told you to quit your job, then we broke up. But uh, she ended up being a lot happier in the long run. Um, she's traveling the world now. And if she never quit that job, she'd probably still be a CEO, miserable. And yeah, so shout out to you for quitting your job. So you got somebody to ETS? It, it wasn't intentional, but... Uh... I went out with somebody and we had food or whatever and I was just letting them know like my plans and whatever. And then the next time that I talked to them, they're like, cause they had said they had just signed their contract again. Okay. But apparently in between the two weeks of me having that conversation with them and the next time I was supposed to see them, they ETS, they had contact the person, told them they don't want to uh, re-enlist and they were actually, they moved. I'm not going to say where they moved because then people know who it is. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they have a much better life. They seem much happier to me personally. Yo, a lot of people, well, it's irresponsible for me to say you should just quit. I will say if you can't afford to, <laughs> start. You, if you can afford to, just quit. If you can't start that side hustle that's going to be the main thing. You know, start venturing into other things, start doing what you're passionate about and trying to find a way to make it a source of income. But I think just fucking working for a company for 20 years to retire and get a portion of what you are earning is fucking miserable. That's that sounds worse than prison to me. So I think that's irresponsible. Uh, that part to say, I I think there are people who are wired to do certain things. Mm. And if you have other interests that you want to pursue, I think that's what you should do. But there's nothing working for 20 years if that's what you want to do. I mean, if that's what you want to do, yeah. I I haven't met a lot of people who want to do that. <laughs> but then again, I, I guess. I I do agree with that. A lot of people see it as like their only option. Mm. But, uh, you know, that's why you meet new people and you understand what's out there and you try different things. Like uh, with SAD, I know people who just apply for everything every city job, every state job. And they just want to get their foot in the door to work for a company for 20 years. And it's like, is that what you want to do? And it's like, no, but... It's what they know. Yeah, which I think is changing. Shout out to this new generation. I think yeah. they're breaking that. I, I think that's... Uh, well, yeah, that, there was actually an article about Gen Z being like the most entrepreneurial generation. I fucking love it. But going back to your first point about people just putting out for all the city jobs and whatever... I think that comes from the guard being heavily minorities. Because mm. I think we're all kind of raised that way. Like, oh, either just go to school or get the safe bet or whatever the case may be. Like, especially like first generation minorities. Okay. So. I never thought about it like that. I could see that. That's the way I see it. I don't know. 
But me personally, uh, I never banked on that the 20 year, the pension with the city job or whatever. Yeah, I've never been a fan of that. I I I personally think a lot of cities are being uh mismanaged fiscally mismanaged mm-hmm. and I would not be surprised if that all disappeared in like the next 10 15 years or whatever. Yeah. I think everyone should just fund their own retirement. Yes. But I think the goal should be to never want to retire. I don't think I would. Nah, I'd, I'd probably work to the day I die. Yeah. That's just, I enjoy working. I enjoy working for myself, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, building something that I enjoy. I, I can agree with that. Uh, do you have any other rules to life? Uh, I think you said three. Let's see. Oh, uh, ooh, this one's going to be hard to elaborate on. But uh, know yourself. <laughs> oh. Um, I think it's important to know your weaknesses and your strengths. So for me, I try to analyze my, like an example, I analyze my weaknesses a lot. So there was a time like two weeks ago we went out and I know that like me and you, we talk business or whatever, but something that I see as a downside to us being friends, not necessarily a downside, but it kind of slips out at the wrong times is like, we like to have fun. Yeah. So, you know, we go out, we talk business and whatever. And then after it's like, oh, well, you know, this is happening. <laughs> All right, fuck it, let's get lit. <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, it's like the next morning. And, and we're in regret. Yeah, like shit, you know, that would have been fine if I had planned it for like another time or whatever. Yeah. So I remember the last time that happened, uh, I dressed a certain way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, when, when inevitably the plans came out, like, hey, uh, you know, we could do this. I'm like, you know, I'm not dressed for the occasion, so yeah. I'm going to go home. So just little things like that. It's like, if, like just kind of like self-reflect, analyze yourself, and you'll see like the issues where your weaknesses are and how you can kind of like avoid them. And then, you know, your strengths and how you can use them. Oh, I think that's a powerful rule. Like I, <laughs> yo, self reflection is a great ability. I don't think a lot of people have it. Uh, me personally, I would say I only recently started doing that, maybe in like the last five years or so. Huh. But before that, <clears throat> I think I was just kind of like, I don't want to say living day by day, but uh, like we all think. But I think it's important to kind of get it out of your head and actually improve from it or whatever the case may be. Like, if you see an issue, like, the type of person I am, I don't let an issue just be an issue. It's like, what am I going to do about this? Mm. And I think a lot of people don't have that mindset. They just kind of let things be. And it's like, oh, you know, this is just the way it has to be or this is just life. I try not to look at it that way. If you don't mind me asking, what changed your mindset to that? Um, it was a reoccurring thing, honestly. It's just something that kept coming up and it, like something would happen and I would just look at myself and be like, oh, okay, this is the same exact thing that happened last time. Why didn't I learn from it that last time? Mm. And then on top of that, it goes back to like exposing yourself to different people or whatever. So I know that's something that came up with the, uh, 
with the life coach where what was it he said exactly to me? I don't remember, but I know it came up in that conversation. But even uh, last week we were talking about it. It's still it's still something I'm dealing with to this day where I remember I was with the content I was trying to make or whatever. I was like waiting for you. And then I, I think I told you like, hey, this is so easy. I didn't need to wait for you. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, like, I I tend to have a habit of trying to find the easy way to do stuff when I could just... In that case, that was something I just needed to do myself. Mm. And I remember I told you the day after, like, I like I didn't even ask you. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself. I I went home. The next day I did it, figured it out in, like, 10 minutes. So, I, I don't know, like, when you... When you reflect, you're able to just see so much about yourself. And I think in the long run, if you can learn to build on that, like whatever it is you see as an issue and learn from it, it you'll just be much more successful much quicker. I could agree with that. <clears throat> it's funny. Uh, so I practice uh, meditation. Um, mm-hmm. It's not every day that I do it. There's times where I'll go like a month without doing it. But I try to make it a daily habit. Um, And I also try to self-reflect on the day, at the end of the day when I take a shower. That's hard for me. Uh, Yeah. So, like, I'm taking a shower at the end of the day. And then I just think about the entire day. What did I learn? How can I improve any situation that's bothering me? I try to think about and handle while I'm in the shower. So, me personally... I try not to do any thinking at the end of the day because uh, I'm definitely a morning person. Mm. So I try to structure everything, but I don't structure, I don't schedule anything after a certain time, especially if it involves thinking. Like I'll, I'll learn about something, like I'll, I'll get that input, but if I'm going to actually like do thinking about it, it's going to be like the next day or whatever. Uh but for me, what works in that situation is I tend to notice when I'm thinking about the same thing a lot. And I have, it's about to go into a whole other conversation, but uh, like I just try to capture ideas that I have, especially if they repeat a lot. Because then it's like something I know, okay, I got to take care of this because it's bothering me. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. We should do a podcast on that. Uh, a show, a show. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll, we'll talk about it after. Yeah, I'm down for it though. So, a rule that I have is eat healthy most of the time. All right, let me cut you off real quick. Uh, I'm out of rules, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got you. So, yeah, mine is uh, eat healthy most of the time. I think your body is your body's a temple. Um, and you only have one. And I think there's power in, like, I look at food as fuel for the body. And there's power in putting in the right stuff in your body. Um, you go on a diet and you start to eat clean. Uh, you'll notice, and you get good sleep, you'll start to notice that you can think more clearly. You'll start to notice that you're a little sharper. You know, your mood, you're probably a lot happier. And I think there's power in just eating healthy most of the time. I do think that you need cheat meals, though, because we're not robots. Uh, your quality of life still matters. So if you want to have that fucking steak or seafood boil or whatever, you are entitled to it. 
but just most of the time, put the right stuff in your body. Do you? This is kind of off topic a little. Not really, but uh, I guess I'll make sense in a minute. But do you feel like America is the only country, like maybe not the only country, but like we kind of like fetishize food in a sense? Absolutely. I think it's because it's a whole market. Like people are profiting from all of these people with health issues because they're obese. That's why uh, doorknobs have become bigger. Cars have become bigger. It's it's a whole market. So so what made me bring that up was uh, I was watching an Iman Godzi video, and he he's from Russia. So he said over there, like what you said, food is fuel. And they don't really, like he goes out to nice restaurants or whatever, but he just thinks about it as like calories in and calories out. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it is. Well, I mean, I haven't been to a lot of other countries, but I do think that America definitely does fetishize his food. It's, it makes you think of that uh, Californication episode where they were taking the selfies and then he just went off on him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. Y'all should watch it. Yeah. That's in my top five. Mine too. Yeah. But yeah, eat healthy most of the time. All right. Now, another one I got is... Do something difficult every day. Every day you should do something that challenges you. So even if it's talk to a stranger, even if it's taking a flight of stairs instead of the elevator, just always challenge yourself every day. So that's self-explanatory for that one. I I find that uh, like an interesting concept, but I've tried that. But to me, the issue was like finding what that thing would be. Because uh, I don't know how you do it, but do you do the same thing every day? Because I think after a while, it gets to a point where it's not difficult anymore because you just do it all the time. It can be the same thing until it no longer becomes difficult. Then you find something else. But uh, for me, daily, it's different. It's like, let's say um, I'm sitting in a car and randomly... like. It happened today, actually. I used today for an example. I was charging a car, and I had to go buy markers for the questions. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go into the store. I was just, I just felt very antisocial. <laughs> like, I have those moments where I just feel antisocial. I don't want to socialize. Yeah. And so the difficult thing was to go anyway. And so I went anyway. Okay. And, you know, I got in a store, and it was awkward and stuff because I didn't want to talk to nobody, but I fucking did it. Yeah. Okay, um, so I think to for me... Like that's such a little thing, mm-hmm. but in my head I tend to make things bigger. So I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I, uh, at the same time, I understand why that was a hard thing, though. Yeah. Like I, I'll give you one that uh, it never got easier. Mm-hmm. Taking a cold shower. When I did that thirty day cold shower challenge, mm-hmm. every day was just as difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but after you feel fucking amazing. So there was a time period where I did cold showers. This was like years ago. For me, it got easier. Yo. Like, it reached a point, I don't remember how long I did them for, but, like, I could feel, like, my body getting warm. Did you focus on you taking the cold shower, or did you, like, kind of distract your mind from other other things? I don't don't know how you distract yourself from that. (laughs) Because the reason why I asked is because when I first uh, started the cold showers, Mm -hmm. I would play, like, a playlist. And I would just jam to it and focus on the lyrics. Oh no, I didn't do that. I just uh, I 
Oh, maybe this is a uh, another rule, but uh, <laughs> next 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 show, uh, the follow up to this, maybe I'll have this as a rule. But uh, I try not to like make things easier. Like I try to just make them what they are. Like mm. when uh when I work out, I generally try not to listen to music. If I run, I try not to listen to music. It's just like it is what it is. Like I don't take pre workout or. Shit. I just I just do it. <laughs> God damn. I should try that. So when I was doing the cold showers, all I did was I set a timer. Like, hey, you're going to stay in there this long? And that was it. God damn. You know, I should try that. Uh, not, not the cold showers. I, I don't think I'm going to do that again until uh, I move. But I, th- I think it's a gift. Something I struggle with is trying to have too many inputs. Okay. Not trying to, but just having too many inputs. So I try whenever I can to eliminate them, which I guess goes back to my first rule. But uh, even like when I drive, I try not to listen to music or whatever the whole way. Like I'll do like half the drive with music. I love music. <laughs> and that, but, but I, I notice it's just not good to like jam pack every moment with something to do. Okay. So I'll I'll drive like when I went to your place yesterday. I like the first half I listen to music. The second half I just listen to nothing, and it, it's it's weird because you don't want to. And I felt that resistance like oh I don't want to turn off the music. So what I do is I use the free Spotify. When a commercial comes on, I just turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think I'm a. I think I'm gonna try that uh, for a month. Mm-hmm. Like just uh, be meticulous about controlling the inputs. I'm not where I want to be, but I think there's a lot of value in there uh i don't remember where i saw this or heard this but uh the idea was that you should focus more on creating than consuming Mm. but uh i I watch a lot of youtube so i have like a bunch of random ideas in my head yeah i'm definitely gonna try that you got me with the uh the working out with no music and no pre-workout like ever god damn uh no i never use pre-workout and I, I don't really know what that's about. I just, just haven't. Like, the last time I remember using pre-workout, remember when uh we were going to the gym every day with Cherry? That is the last time I remember using pre-workout. Shit! Uh, music, if I'm having, like, a really, like, I don't know, I slept bad or whatever, I might throw in a little music. But I generally try not to. I'll say, like, 98% of the time, I try not to have music. I'm going to try that. I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to try it. That might be part of uh, my goals, the quarterly goals. It's an easy one. I feel like that's low-hanging fruit right there. You're going to work out anyway. All you got to do is not do something. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. It's much easier to not do something than to add something. Well, in most cases. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, For people who are interested in the quarterly goals, we'll have an episode where we discuss that. We need a Daryl here. Yeah. So uh, Daryl's girlfriend, if you're watching this, I know you kidnapped him. <laughs> um, so we got like maybe like 14 minutes left. So another one that I have is be the authentic future you. Um, and I got this from like a bunch of videos. Uh, I know we spoke on it a couple of times. Is uh, you should be your future self. You should imagine, picture yourself as how you want to be in the future and try to operate in a world like that. Um, so 
an example, right? Um, sports decor everywhere, right? So Mike Tyson, he wanted to be the greatest. If you want to be like Mike Tyson and you got to walk around like you're already the greatest, the greatest trains every day, you got to train every day. And I think when you carry yourself as how you are in the future, you then become the future you. And so that's something that I live by. It's something that I have to regularly remember to do. But because uh, like when we're drinking, I'm in a moment. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, it's like, OK, how would uh, Constantine in the future operate? And that's how I try to operate. So, yeah, as you said, we talked about this. Um, me. Again, less is uh, less is more. So. I notice I try to do any and everything. <laughs> mm. So when I I try to plan out my week, like whatever it is I'm doing for the week, and I realized that I was just putting a shit ton of stuff in my schedule, and it was just like always something to do. So there's actually, and you should uh, put it in the description, a YouTuber, uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, he wrote a couple books, and he talks about this concept of being your future self. Mm. So something that he had that I implemented is that uh, there's generally two types of things that you have to do day to day. There's your important stuff, and those are the things that are going to take you to your future self. And then there's the urgent stuff, which are the things that happen in the present, like your life, essentially. So I try to schedule all of the important stuff. Like, I don't leave it to chance. It's like, hey, this is what I want to be. This is what I'm trying to get to. That is going on the schedule. The urgent stuff, I'm having issues with that. <laughs> but uh, yes and no, because there are some things that is, is very gray. Is this important or urgent? But uh, okay. it helped me eliminate like maybe 75% of things because most things, you look at it, if you take it at a face value, it feels like it needs to get done now. But it really doesn't. And that's what makes something urgent is us. It'll, it'll take care of itself when it's time to, honestly, for the most for the most part. I like that. I think there's power in that. I know I, I do something uh, similar, but for my schedule, I have the most important task of the day. And I got that from uh, the One Thing book. And so I try, which is funny, too, because the next rule I was going to say is schedule your weeks. So <laughs> we, we could talk about it. Um, I mean, we were already talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I try to schedule every hour, but, um, you said, uh, the urgent tasks, I don't schedule that because that's just life. Like when life comes my way, uh, fuck, you know, I didn't expect this, but what I do is I schedule blocks of time where there's nothing there. It's free space so that if something urgent comes up, I can tackle it then. But I know every day there's always just one most important, unless two at most, but usually there's just one that's the most important task of the day. And as long as I get that done, I'm a step forward to my future self. Yeah, and that's, that's something I struggle with is the, uh, I got to start leaving like empty space. That's one thing. And then, I'm still, like, fine-tuning, like, what's important and what's urgent. Because mm. I just, like, I have an issue. I just want to do everything. <laughs> and, again, I'm only one person, so. Yeah, doing everything is exhausting, man. I, you ever heard, uh, 
a little bit off topic, but uh, they say like a side effect of immortality is being bored. Like eventually you'll be bored. Mm-hmm. I do not see that because I feel like there's always something to do. And then as time passes, there's going to be more to do. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to get the most out of life, man. You know, I support it. I feel like that's the goal. I support it. Um, <laughs> we were talking about this one a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't leave when you're hot. That's how May screwed up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, was that actually what you wrote down? Yeah, that's actually what I wrote down. <laughs> I, I know we brought up Mace today, but I didn't know that you had that uh, as an actual rule. That's yeah, that, that's a rule of mine. Um, a lot of the times people start something, they get a little rhythm, then they get bored, and they do something else. But don't leave when you're hot. Keep the momentum going. Uh, Keep doing it. I know when we spoke about it, we were talking about um, these content creators that are blowing up, like just randomly, like a baby alien, Um, for example, you know, and you realize that when you see them for the first time, then you see their content everywhere. And don't leave when you're hot. I know we were talking about uh, how there's content creators who pay people to like mass uh, upload their videos mm-hmm. on a whole bunch of accounts and it's because they have the momentum going. And you, when you get momentum, you just got to keep going. Yeah, I, I think uh, the hardest part of doing anything new is the initial like takeoff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like once you do that, you might as well just keep going. Yeah. And then uh, when that momentum finally kicks in, it's... You can't yeah. stop. Though. Yeah, it's you take it as far as you want to at that point. Yeah. So that's uh, actually weird. You kind of overheard yesterday. He was like, I said that, you remember? Uh, the coach? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, something he said that I've been adopting for myself was that uh, he said whenever he approaches something new, he tries to find like an initial level of success, and then he just tries to 10x it. Mm. So that to me, like it says like, when you approach something new, you just go all in. And that's kind of like what I'm doing with the videos and whatnot. But uh, I have like a time frame. I'm trying to get to this point by in three months or whatever, which we're going to the quarterly goals podcast. Or sorry, show. show. <laughs> My bad. Uh, <laughs> and then once I hit that goal, this sky's the limit. Yo, I, I support it. I fucking support it. Uh, we got about five minutes left, uh, so we got to wrap up. Do you have any uh, closing remarks? Should have prepared a little bit more. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I feel like, because uh, I know we initially planned to do this at another time, mm-hmm. but since then, I feel like I've learned a lot, and I could have probably had more. Uh, I mean, you know, I like the uh, the idea of this feeling more like a, a show, like a... Uh, I don't care if there's mistakes when we speak or issues, there's uh, pauses. Like, uh, I imagine this being, like, live one day. But that's that's for another time, or that's for off the camera. We can talk about that. But that's all for uh, today's show. I hope this brings you value. Um, I hope you can apply some of these lessons to your life. I hope it benefits you. Um, You can follow us on Instagram if... You follow, yeah, follow us on Instagram and share your life lessons, things that you live by that's helped you get to where you're going. Um, I'll put our social media in the uh, the description notes or 
whatever it's called. Uh, what is that called? I feel like I, I, I've been like grasping at straws the whole time. Yeah, I think it's show. You see that? I think it's episode notes or show notes. Whatever it is, you'll see it. Um, <laughs> that works too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you'll see it. Um, even for video's sake, I'll, I'll put it right here. You know, but um, that's all we got. If you are interested in being on a show, you're a content creator, you're an aspiring entrepreneur, hit us up. Uh, please be in the New York area. But if you're not, we, we could do virtual. But I like the the face-to-face interactions, you know. But that's all I got. So happy 80-20, happy Levicity, happy Hakuna Matata. Fuck being average, and we'll speak to you soon.